Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hey there, and welcome to Rock the Next Stage with Stories Daily, where you'll hear 30 minutes of tips, musings, and motivation for the music community. I'm Dory, and I'm a mentor for serious musicians and singers. My mission is to help them make an impact and a solid income. I specialize in young, talented Christian artists, but I've worked with many others. Today, we have joining me Rod Abernethy, and he is a fellow North Carolinian. He's from Raleigh, NC. And our episode today is called Starting Over, When the Music Calls You Back. Rod has a very interesting story that I think is very inspirational, so stick around. And we'll also be playing uh, some clips of his tunes, so you don't want to miss that. Now, Rod is a folk singer and a guitar player, and he's been performing in the Carolinas for more than three decades, playing both 6- and 12-string acoustic guitar. His original songs revolve around family, friends, and places in North Carolina. His hauntingly beautiful guitar instrumentals, and I can say that because I've listened to them, (laughs) they're in the styles of some of his favorite guitar players like Leo Kotke, Michael Hedges, and Chet Atkins. Rod has a strong history in the southern rock music scene, reaching back to his days as a guitarist, vocalist, and songwriter in the well-known North Carolina bands, including Arrogance, which was signed to several labels, including Warner Brothers. Many locals are familiar with that band. He was also in Glass Moon, Rod Dash, The Slackmates, and 16 Tons. Rod is currently working on his new album with legendary producer Don Dixon, who produced R.E.M., The Smithereens, Marty Jones, and The Gin Blossoms. And the CD is due for release in October. We'll be talking more about that in a second. Rod, are you there? I am here, Dory. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Sure. Let me tell the listeners how this whole connection happened. (laughs) I saw a post on Facebook. You and I are in a mutual group. Shout out to Guitarists for Good. And I just saw a post about you doing a crowdfunding campaign for your CD project and what you were planning. And I said, oh, this is a great comeback story. <laughs> so well, thank you. That is yeah. awesome. So you just never know, folks, who you might meet on social media. I was oh, talking yeah, that's online. What it's all about. Via... Really, really. I connected with someone last night, in fact, from Australia. We were Skyping together. And she'll be on the show at a later date. So there's just a little little hint for you. So now tell us, Rod, how old were you when you started playing? Uh, Sixth grade, I guess. Fifth or sixth grade. Wow. Okay, so Um, right around middle school. No, that was around uh, the Civil War. I think uh, Sherman had just started his march. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
Uh, no, that, I, I always tell young people that back in the Jurassic era when I first right, started right. out. Um, you know, I started because my brother was playing and I saw a guitar there. I started on a ukulele and that was when I first heard bands like The Ventures and instrumental bands like The Ventures and then The Beatles and then The British Invasion and then The American, what I call The American Invasion. So, you know, guitar was very prevalent and I just couldn't put it down. Um, it, it was almost an illness in a way, but a good illness. <laughs> it caught the bug. Yep. Yeah, I totally hear you on that. So then you were playing, were you in bands when you were younger? Like teen I was, age or not? I was in many bands, um, many you know, garage bands, uh, we played, you know, like I think everybody was, almost everybody was in a band back then, like a garage band playing Hang On Sloopy and, you know, um, all kinds of stuff. And then through high school, I was playing in a lot of bands, playing at the high school dances, and then started branching out, playing with other people outside the area. I was, I was born and raised in Forest City, and that's sort of between Charlotte and Asheville in Morganton, Marion, Rutherfordton. So um, there were lots of high schools and dances, and I would end up playing at them, and just it just progressed from there. Um, when I moved to Chapel Hill to go to school, I was still playing with people. You know, I would go to school, and then I would play on the weekends. And then I started playing acoustic guitar more and more. And during my college years, I was playing a lot of folk, listening to Leo Kotke, Bob Dylan, John Fahey. And that's, you know, where a lot of my acoustic guitar influences came from, from those college days. Gotcha. Yes, many of our younger listeners probably don't realize this because things changed dramatically <laughs> by the time they... By the time they came around and, and they were in middle school and, and beyond, it was all DJs. But back in the day, at school dances, folks, they actually had live young bands performing. I know that at my high school, we had lots of them come in. And, and sure enough, what are the odds of this? One of the a lead guitarists who was really, really so good, you had to stop and take notice. He now not only lives in North Carolina, he and I have played together. So we had to do a double take and say, wait a second. So small world there. But, yes, you, they did have lots of bands coming in, playing at these high school dances and proms and things. So there you go. Yep. A little history. And, uh, so now, I remember, how old were you again when you joined Arrogance? Uh, when I joined Arrogance, I was 26. Maybe oh, 25. Okay, okay. Okay. And Arrogance, um, I had been playing in Chapel Hill as a solo artist Acoustic guitar, again, doing my acoustic kind of Leo Kotke um, kind of thing, uh, playing around North Carolina, some in South Carolina, and had become friends with Arrogance. I'd gone to see them. I was probably one of their biggest fans in the area. Never thought I would be playing with Arrogance. And wow. they were they were looking for a fifth player. They were thinking about going more electric. I sat in with them a couple of times and 
they asked me to join. It was like one of the, actually it was one of the greatest things of my life at that time. And it wasn't that I was thinking, oh, I've hit the big time or we're going to be, we're hitting the big time. I was just playing with an incredible group of musicians that I had never played with before. Um, it was like I had arrived at having a group of people that understood what I was doing and I understood what they were doing and we were all trying to make a living at it. Um, back then, there, were, there weren't hardly any bands that were doing original songs, rock bands. A lot of people were doing covers. Uh-huh. And a lot of people were doing covers and original, but Arrogance was doing all their own music. And that, to me, was just the greatest thing in the world. So, uh, yeah, I'm very cool. If I'm talking too much, just let me know because you're pressing. No, no, not at all, actually. It's very, no, it's very, very interesting. And you brought out some good points of how important it is to find a band that's a good fit, first of all, and that has similar goals and missions. Now, for the listeners, Go online to YouTube and look this band up, Arrogance. What great harmonies and vocals and instrumentation. I mean, the whole band was just a really, really nice sound. So so there you go. So you were with them for a while. What was it like to be signed and touring with them at age 25 or 26? Well, it, it was awesome. And Arrogance had already put out about three or four of their own albums on their own label. And then they got a deal uh-huh. with Vanguard. Vanguard was like considered the folk label, but I think at the time they were trying to reach out into rock and roll. And Arrogance had gone to New York and worked with John Anthony, producer John Anthony, who produced Queen. And uh, I can't remember. He he was a British guy. He produced their album for Vanguard. And it wasn't long after that when I joined the band. And then about... I don't know, three or four years later, we were, you know, shopping for a record label, a new record label, and landed a deal with Warner Brothers. So, yeah, that was, I mean, to me, that was a super big deal. I mean, we actually were traveling to L.A. and back working on our record. And it was kind of like living on cloud nine. But, you know, we were just... Big deal then is a big deal now. <laughs> so good for you. Well, the record They're industry cool, now is is, is so different, but still, it is a big deal. It's a big deal now too. Um, but we we had a great time doing it. I still love the album. Uh, the album is suddenly it's got great songs on it. Um, I don't know. It, it was a dream come true in many many ways. And how many years were you with them? Uh, five years. Yeah, about five years. Cool. Riding the wave. Awesome. Now, you've been in, in the music world for all of your life, <laughs> pretty much. But then you took yeah. a break from performing. Can you tell us about some of the things that you were doing during that time? During the break, you mean? Yes. Because um, you... You didn't totally give up well, on music and walk away. You were still doing some other no, things. No, no, I didn't. Right? No, I I played in other bands too after Arrogance, trying to find, you know, you know, trying to find a living, trying to to make a break in the '80s in the in the record business. Um, 
I was a guitar player basically with Glass Moon and Dave Adams, who was Glass Moon at that time, incredible songwriter and singer, basically just the guitar player, which I enjoyed for, for a couple of years. And then I went out on my own trying to get my own record deal, uh, worked with Paul Rothschild, who, was, who produced The Doors and Janis Joplin, and I was going out to L.A. a lot in the mid-'80s working with Paul trying to get a deal. And then I was on Star Search. I, I can say I'm one of the guys who lost on Star Search, and a lot of people <laughs> probably don't even remember what that show was. But uh, that was at a point where I went, okay, I think I better switch gears here. And if I want to stay in music, I need to find other ways than playing live and, you know, trying to break into the record business. So I um, went to UNC Chapel Hill. Got I had my music degree back when I was, you know, in college. And I leaned on that education to become a composer. And I was a composer starting around 86 or 87. I started composing for jingles and what they called corporate film, a lot of, you know, corporate video and some film and TV, but mostly jingles. And then I did that until the late 90s where I got into video games. And that video games really changed my life at that time. Um, I got into it at a great time and have been doing video games, I don't know, since 2000 um, and had a really good run with video games and met some of the greatest friends that I've ever had and still to this day some of my best friends, um, many of them composers and audio directors. But there was a point like three or four years ago where I – it was like my muse was saying, Rod, you need to get back to playing acoustic guitar. If you don't do it now, you're not going to do it. And, uh-uh. you know, back in the mid-'80s, I just put down my guitar and I said, okay, I'm going to go in the studio and I'm going to learn how to compose music. And about three or four years ago, I said, okay, I'm going to put down my studio self and pick the guitar back up and start playing and singing again. And it was really like going out on the diving board and not knowing if there's any water in the pool. There's some (laughs) water in there, but you don't know how much. But, you know, Dory, the longer it's been, the more I know I'm making the right decision and I'm doing the right thing. Um, It feels good. Um, I'm working with Don again. And Don heard my tunes about a year and a half ago and went, Rod, these are great. You need to make a record. And he said, I'll help you on it. And once Don chimed in, I went, okay, well, I'm going to go into the sing whole hog. And <laughs> now, you know, I'm playing a lot. Um, I have a, um, my manager is in Nashville. Her name is Carrie Estrin. She's fantastic. She's helped a lot of other people with their careers. She's helping me kind of guide me like an A&R person would in uh, the old style record company and our people. Mm-hmm. And it's just been a great ride so far. Um, it's led me to a lot of new venues and um, I feel like I'm starting over again, but in a good way, really. Um, it's just been a good thing. Cool. Well, Rod, you brought up a couple of 
really good points. First of all, and I say this a lot, I try to encourage musicians and singers to think of other avenues to create multiple streams of income, and you did exactly that. And I have mentioned people that I've worked with who have gotten placements or worked with video games and gotten their music on there and commercials and jingles and corporate. That's interesting. Okay, so that's cool too, another avenue there. And, And you're right. I have known a lot of older artists who are thinking, oh, my gosh, it's probably too late for me. And I'm thinking, never too late. Never too late, and you're never too old to rock, right? <laughs> Especially these days. I mean, um, a good a friend of mine just recently who's pretty high up in the record business, and he told me a couple of weeks ago, he said, Rod, if you were trying to do what you were trying to do 30 years ago, I would say no, because age did make a difference back then. But these days, age doesn't make a difference. It just doesn't. And it's because of many things. It's because the crowd back in, you know, people have grown through the years and carried their likes for rock and roll and folk even stronger today than it was back then. And the stuff that I'm doing, um, a mix of guitar instrumental stuff, sort of like Tommy Emmanuel. I'm not saying I'm anything like Tommy. He's, he's, he's one of a kind, incredible. But I do sort of that kind of guitar instrumental. And I also do songs, folk songs. I mean, it's kind of like Nick Drake meets Tom Waits. And I hate to categorize my stuff, but Dora, you know as well as anything, we have to end up telling people what you sound like. <laughs> Everybody says, what do you exactly. sound like? Exactly, and I get that question a lot when I do any bookings, doing mostly festivals now, but even then, they want to know what does the band sound like, and then I have to send them clips or a video or whatever anyway, but they're looking, especially for festivals, they're looking for a specific sound for that particular event, but even, even if you're looking at other venues, you've got the same issue, and also for your fans, it's branding people, yeah. branding 101. <laughs> so anyway, why don't we go right into... Oh, go ahead. It, it's a whole I'm different sorry, thing, ahead. branding these days, and what what do I sound like? What do you sound like? I don't even know what I sound right. like, really, yet. I'm just playing and singing. And, and Don's helping me try to put something down that sounds cohesive. And also, my manager, Carrie, is helping me. But I'm just letting stuff come out of me that's been in me for 20, 30 years. And I'm having to have certain people go, you know, you need to go this way and that way. Um, But it just feels good. It feels right. And every time I play somewhere, be it a house concert or a big stage, people always come back and go, where have you been all these years? You sound like you know what you're (laughs) doing. I'm like, well, it's always been there. And that's important, too, because you mentioned that a couple of times. It's just a feeling that it feels right and you know you're in the right place. And as far as your music, it speaks for itself, and that's a great segue. I think I'll cue up your instrumental tune, Seven Mermaids, first, and we'll talk about that a little bit, and I'll go into the other one, okay? Okay. All right, so here's your chance to sit back and take a sip of water or whatever you need to do. (laughs) Okay. All right, so Seven Mermaids by Rod Abernethy. Hang on. Seven 
righty. So that was All right. some really fine picking there. <laughs> cool. So that that is a fun tune. And uh, in contrast, we'll play Simple and True. So let me pull okay. up that one real quick. There we go. Farmer's girl from Georgia Walking the dirt roads to school Four brothers and father and mother All living it simple and true She made her way to Atlanta A sweet southern orange knew Looking for someone to share her life And live it Simple and true Simple and true That's all I'll ever ask of you No need to be brilliant Clever or new Just keep it simple and true He was born in Rutherford County, the son of a mill working man. His father and mother, a year older brother, lived a life according to plan. He met the young girl in Atlanta, then he went off to World War II, came back and asked her to marry. Live a life simple and true Simple and true That's all I'll ever ask of you All righty, here we go Very nice, very nice So tell Thank us you. a little bit about um, your, your new CD Is Simple and True on there? Simple and True uh, The CD is actually a double album one CD is going to be all instrumentals that I've written. Actually, I have a cover of Walk Away, Renee, on that side oh. because I love that song so much, and it's an instrumental. And then the other CD are all vocal tunes. Uh, some There are going to be some covers, um, some surprises on there. Uh, but the name of the album is The Man I'm Supposed to Be, and that's because I do the American Aquarium song, Man, I'm Supposed to Be, that B.J. Barham wrote. Uh-huh. And uh, mm-hmm. so it's it's a big undertaking, but we've, we've already recorded most of it, and we're in mixing right now. And I had the Kickstarter campaign a little over a month ago, was scared to death that I wouldn't be able to meet the goal, and we <laughs> went over the goal. So that was kind of validation that I must be on the right track. Deal and, and great title that pretty much sums it up, you know, everything that you've yeah. been talking about so far. So now I have to ask you a somewhat deep question. Are you ready? Okay. <laughs> what does music mean to you? Um, well, 
Well, we only have like 30 seconds left. Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) I got about six minutes. Yeah. Um, Music, what music means to me is um, love and life. And to me, it's always been the love of my life, and it's always been almost everything in my life. So um, it's the way that I express myself to people. It's my muse. It's the way I make my living. It's the way I communicate. But I honestly think, still think that music is the best universal language right now that there is. If there's anything that's going to save the world, it's going to be music. I, I firmly believe that because um, it exactly. is a universal language. Yes, and I often I say that same thing, that music is the universal language and because I do therapeutic drumming and lots of other drumming techniques, I think it's mm-hmm. the universal healer as well, or it could be. You know, even, even songs with certain lyrics, you certainly don't have to be just referring to therapeutic drumming, but yeah, lots of different tunes can also have a, a healing effect. But yes, definitely the universal language totally. and as far as everything else. So I'm pretty sure that's great. what you were going to say. So cool. Yeah. Now, do you have any parting thoughts or any final tips for our listeners? And then I'll tell them where to find you. Um, well, first off, I want to thank you for doing this show. It takes a lot of nerve and a lot of work doing something like you're doing. And thank you for doing <laughs> thank it. Thank you. Uh, people don't realize how much work this kind of thing can be, especially these days. Um, and the other thing is just stay tuned. And please, if you if you have time, go to my Facebook artist page, Rod Abernathy Guitar, and give me a like or a follow on it. Um, I'm just now trying to build a fan base and let people know what I'm up to. Um, that's about it. Cool. And, folks, you can also go to his website, Rod Abernethy Guitar. Now, let me spell the last name. A, B is in boy, E, R, N is in Nancy, E, T, H, Y. I know a lot of people want to say Abernethy probably and put an A in there, but it's AbernethyGuitar.com or his other website, RodAbernethy.com. Definitely mm-hmm. keep a lookout for his CD release coming up just right around the corner. Stay in touch with him, folks, at Facebook on Twitter, Instagram, he's all over. So thanks and, and again, thank Rob. Let me, um, I really appreciate you sharing all your your doings so we know what's going on and a little bit of rock history there as well. Cool. Okay. So now you have a good for, day, Dora. Yeah, have, for me, have a good rest thanks. of your day. Thanks. You too. And as for me, folks, you can find me at rockthenextstage.com. Any comments, questions, or concerns, or if you know somebody who would be a great fit for this show, shoot me an email, dory, D-O-R-I, at rockthenextstage.com. You can also check out my new six-week video training program. It's a comprehensive program for musicians and singers to help them understand the music business and find out different ways to make money doing what they love. So we'll be back here next week, same time, with another exciting episode. I have a drummer on here who's played with many well-known bands. I'm not going to reveal who it is now, but you really want to make sure that you tune in for that one next Wednesday at 1 p.m. 
Eastern Time. I'm going to close out with Simple and True again. So, folks, thank you so much for listening. And as always, make sure that you keep on rocking. Farmer's girl from Georgia Walking the dirt roads to school Four brothers and father and mother All living it simple and true She made her way to Atlanta A sweet southern ingenue Looking for someone to share her life And live it Simple and true Simple and true That's all I'll ever Okay, round two Name something that's not boring a Laundry? Ooh, a book club Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry We were looking for Chumba Casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.